0: All right, guys, so welcome to the No Limits podcast. This is the first episode with a very special guest, the one and only Keemstar. And thank you to Fight Lounge for co-hosting this with me. And this is, yeah, so Keem, uh, so this is a new podcast. I've started the No Limits podcast. It's to inspire people to have various different guests on. And I shot my shot on Twitter in your comments. You trolled me a little bit with the, bro, you only have 19 followers. And I was like, damn, he's about to roast me. And then I saw... I'm down to come on. So once again, thank you for that, man. I really appreciate it.
1: I mean, I, I love the fact that um, people are making podcasts even like really, really small. I mean, this is your first podcast ever, right? Sure. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I, I I didn't really troll you. I was just making a little joke like, bro, you only have 19 followers. So yeah, sure. I'm down. Like the the thing is, it's like we are in a time right now on the internet where people respond to social media posts or news by not even giving their opinion. It's a lot of just talking trash ratio, memes like fucking ass. Dude, when I I post a tweet like there's so many unrelated memes, like it just doesn't even make sense to the post. Like so it's like there's a big part of the conversation That is just gone. Like, I feel Mm. like average viewers feel like what's the point of giving their opinion? Because no one's going to read it like so they don't and they just talk shit or post a meme or whatever. I'm seeing less and less YouTube comments, not just on my videos, but all videos in general. And, you know, I feel like conversation is dead on TikTok. You you look at the comment section and talking shit gets rose to the top and there's no opinions based on the content that you're viewing conversation is dead all over the internet. It's dying everywhere. So, you know, there's a reward system online that we are seeing and it's the likes, right now yeah, likes and retweets and all that shit is important to me because I'm an influencer, right? But mm-hmm. it's now ingrained in the head, of the average viewer. So the, the, the two likes, the, the, the three likes or whatever it is, is a fail. Like 10 likes is a huge win. And that is so important to the average viewer. And it's changed the entire landscape of the goddamn internet. (laughs) <laughs> like It's 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 so insane. So the reason why you're seeing these memes and the, the mean comments and stuff like that, which, look, that was always a, p- a part of the internet, right? P- trolling or whatever. <laughs> but they're not trolling as much as they're just trying to get that 10 or 15 or 30 likes, right? Because if they get that, then that's a huge win. They did something. That's a, r- a reward system. But you did nothing. You did nothing. <laughs> and we've lost our goddamn conversation. Back in the day, on YouTube, it was absolutely brilliant. Back in the day on YouTube, when you uploaded a video, there was a section below your video, which were the replies to the video. Basically, like if Logan Paul uploaded a video, you can make your own video on YouTube and it would sit right underneath Logan's video. I forgot I what, that. I forgot what yeah. that was called. I but they got, that. yeah, dude. They got rid of it because there were these reply girls that hacked the system. These girls would like get their, their boobies out. This is way back. I'm talking like 2010 when this was on YouTube, they, these, these girls with big boobies, they would reply to every viral viral video. And that's how they built their channel. And YouTube's like, you know what? Let's just get rid of this. It's not being used the right way. And it just killed conversation. The conversation is just dying everywhere. Dude, we're in the point where like, there used to be a 10 minute video from a YouTuber with their opinions. You remember that? There'd be a subject. You would upload a 10 minute video with their opinions on the subject. There'd be conversations going back and forth. And not just in the commentary community, but like other big influencers like KSI would upload a video. 10 minutes long about his thoughts on whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't even do that anymore. Like right now that
0: what? No, like I agree. It's crazy. I don't understand why, but like if, if people care so much about clicks, uh, likes bro, that brings in views. I would love to hear KSI speak 10 minutes about some YouTube drama. Like, like, you know what I mean? Rather than like a two minute clip of him on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's absolutely horrible. We have a lost conversation that we have lost conversation online. So what I'm trying to do right now is I'm implementing a system on drama where we post the story on drama.com, not, not YouTube, but on the .com. you can react to that story, but you can't type anything. You can't type, <laughs> you have to make a video response on your phone. You know, you you get like 30 seconds to a minute or whatever, and we're building this platform where like, dude, if you have an opinion on this, turn on your camera, speak, talk like I want to try to encourage um, conversation. Now, obviously, there's going to be a lot of meme stuff, a lot of stupid videos that are unrelated whatever. Those will just get banned instantly because that like I need conversations back. And one of the last forms of conversation that exists online, in my opinion, are these podcasts.
2: I have if you don't mind I want to come here and Kimmy said a great point because even when it comes to podcasts, it used to be you will watch the third minute four minute or hour but now and you know I'm gonna get you of this I go straight to the clips versus versus watching the whole hour and when you just watch the clips it's that two minute clip but you don't get the whole flow you don't see how they get to this conversation point
1: yeah. I mean, it just happened to me today. There was the uh, the Wade podcast with Deji. He went on there. Yeah. I, wasn't,
0: I was about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I wasn't able to watch the full podcast. I saw what Deji posted a clip where, or excuse me, Gib posted a clip of that podcast on Twitter, where Deji basically said like, um, "If Austin can withhold the the fast punches or something like that of um, of he Gibb, lost the floor he's going to mop the floor with um, with gib like suggesting gib will lose mm-hmm. and so i asked my team for more context they gave me a minute of the video right a minute like so you know gib's video is like 30 seconds long i asked my team for more context they give me a minute now i have a minute of this conversation and it's still the same context deji's basically saying that you know gib's going to lose right Mm-mm. So, I, I cover a whole drama video on it today and Gib reacting to it because then Gib responds on Twitter basically saying, Well, Deji's gonna lose to Alex Wasabi or whatever. And I cover all that today. And Wade's like, Just so you know, like Deji was saying that Gib was gonna win the whole time. And it's like, But what? <laughs> I have a full see- minute of conversation though saying otherwise. But well,
2: see, I can't even say because that would drop on Sunday. And I was watching Super Bowl, so even I haven't even seen that video. So I didn't know the context. I thought it was like you. I was like, "Oh snap, Deji!" Only is because King Candy was asked by Wade, and King Candy said, "I'm leaning towards Austin." So when I saw that, and then when I saw that clip, the Gib post, I was like, I said, "Maybe they know something about Gib that we don't." That's why you know. So I, I was I was right with you. I was like, "Damn, maybe," you know.
1: I, I'm gonna say this right now. Um. An Easton Gibbs fight with Jake Paul just showed like there, there are levels to this, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: There, there are levels to this. Um, I was told by everyone, Taylor Holder was a good fighter. I still believe Taylor Holder is a good fighter, but too. Taylor Holder can't fight against someone like Gibb. It's, it's clear as yeah. day. He can't fight against someone like Taylor Holder was trained as a traditional boxer, right? Like, mm-hmm. Now, when we're talking about Austin McBroom versus Gibb, bro, I don't know. Austin McBroom is an athlete. Austin McBroom is fast. He is fast. Yeah. Gibb comes up doing you know what, what he normally does to opponents. Can he can he hit? Can he hit <laughs> Austin? Austin's gonna be moving. Like this is the one thing I kept saying why Austin was gonna beat Bryce Hall is Austin is just athletic and fast and that's part of gibbs advantages he is also just relentless like tasmanian devil just going 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 (laughs) so it's 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 really going to be interesting to see how this fight plays out but i'm leaning and i love gib to death and gib listen you proved me (laughs) wrong before just don't get mad at me just take it as motivation (laughs) but i think austin does win
2: I think-, think, I, think, I think the one thing about that is with Gib, I'm not sure he has that knockout power. That's my thing.
1: I don't think he cares. I don't think he That's cares. True. I don't think he's ever tried to knock anyone out. <laughs> I think Gib is just trying to hit you a hundred times before you blink. <laughs> hey, a ww Yeah. So
0: here's the thing with, in my opinion of that, I think, uh, Austin does have power. I think he showed it in the Bryce Hall fight. I think Bryce Hall did show a little bit of heart. But also, people got to realize the gloves were 16 ounces. It's really hard to knock someone out with 16 ounces. Like, who knows? Maybe Gib could have knocked out Taylor Holder with the, if it feels like 10 ounce gloves. Um, but I am also leaning towards Austin McBrill winning that fight.
1: Jake's Jake Paul has that, that killer in him, right? Facts. And, Facts. um, he really does. He's he's got that evil, like killer type instinct in him, psychopath energy, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but Austin McBroom also has the same fucking thing going on. Right. Yep. I'm 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 not talking about any skill. I'm not talking about uh anything physical. I'm talking mental, like mentality, like the mind, bro. Those two have killer in their brains, bro. I don't know how to explain it better than what I just said, but yeah. Let me
0: ask you a question. Like, honestly, biasness aside, who do you think wins between KSI and Jake Paul? And, And they both get a training camp. I know you're a KSI guy, but unbiasedly, who do you think wins that fight?
1: I think that if those two fight three months from now, or let's just say six months from now, I think if those two fight, that Jake Paul will win. Okay. Now, I think also think if KSI fights Austin or he fights someone else that's good before, I think KSI wins.
0: But don't KS- you agree? Don't you agree? That's fair. If that fight happened after Jake versus Gibb, that would have been a 50 50 fight. The betting odds might have even had KSI as the favorite. But now is. I don't know, Jake, experience is a big deal in this game. Jake's got so much experience. He literally knocked out a UFC, cha- a former UFC champion. You think fighting Austin McBroom gives him that same experience?
1: Yeah, but you also have to take in, in into consideration that there is no fucking way that KSI should be able to beat Logan Paul, but he, he, t- he gets a tie with him, all right? Mm-hmm. Then he goes and beats him. There's no fucking way. Like, bro, (laughs) you go look at KSI, even after he fights Joe Weller, and you go look at Logan Paul, who's just making stupid vlogs. Like, even (laughs) in that scenario, KSI cannot beat Logan Paul, but he gets a draw with him? He arguably won
0: that fight
1: as well. All I'm saying is, All I'm saying is, you know, we're talking about Jake and Austin. I'm saying killer instinct in their brain with fucking with, with KSI. That is a brain that is just like nothing I've ever seen. The KSI's mental capacity to just win is so ridiculous and so insane. Like there's no, there's no fucking way this overweight comedy (laughs) cracking jokes, dude, like I got a Lambo. There's no fucking way that dude stands toe to toe with Logan Paul and does it like, it's just fucking insane. That guy's brain. And like, right after that fight, I'm in, I'm in the KSI after party. I'm sitting down and I'm talking to him and I just like staring at him in awe, like awkwardly. And I'm like, bro, your fucking brain. Like, how did you do that? Like, mentally, how did you fucking do that? Ugh. Man,
2: you mind if I come in here for, you know, I know I'll switch topics a little bit, but back on you, King. You may announce on this video that, you know, there was speculation that you were going to retire from Drama Alert. But then you did at 180 and you said, No, I decided not to speak, speak a little bit about that because a lot of people is like, yo, King's gonna retire soon. I was like, damn, but you, you change.
1: Well, I'm getting old. Um and look, dude, I alert, <laughs> I, I'm turning 40 next month. Drama takes a lot of my time. Um and know i got a lot of other businesses i have a lot of other things going on like i'm i'm building games i'm building platforms i'm i'm buying property i'm remodeling
2: as it's Fortnite friday back
1: yeah we you know i want to do gaming tournaments you know i i want to make real documentaries like not youtube stuff but like netflix stuff you know, there, there's just so much on my plate outside of drama Alert that people don't realize that I do and what I'm involved in, and I don't, I don't want to be the daily host, man. Like I want to be able to focus on some other things, and I'm also getting kind of too old, right? Like when I'm sitting there talking about some TikTokers. that are like 17 years old caught kissing and cheating on another one it comes across a little weird coming from me right but dude at the end of the day you know someone that is like in their early 20s that's doing entertainment news they don't have the scoop i got the scoop because i got on the phone with these goddamn influencers and figured out okay who's cheating on who you know what i mean so it's like Mm -hmm. i have the advantage i don't know At the end of the day, you know, I I really just I've been doing this for way too long and I want to focus on other things. But, you know, uh, you got Facebook changing their name to Meta. You got YouTube announcing that they're going to allow viewers to own YouTube videos as an NFT. You got billionaires from every corner of the planet. Getting ready and gearing up for Web 3.0, which no one knows what that is, the metaverses, which no one even knows what that is, right? But mm-hmm. basically, the entire internet is going to change blockchain technology, NFT technology, uh, crypto gaming technology, all this stuff is going to change the entire landscape as we know it. One of the key things is you might not experience the internet on your phone or on your, your desktop anymore. That might not be how you experience the internet. You might be putting some type of glasses on your head and you will be experiencing, you know, the internet completely different. You'll be there. You'll be there with me, right? I'm sitting there hosting a drum alert. You're standing right next to me in a virtual world. That is the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got to make sure that drama and the company that I'm building is like exist in this future. Right. So there's a, there, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. I also need to find a host, somebody that can actually be entertaining and present the news. Cause there's, you know, it's not just be an entertaining guy and come get your check and read a script there is no script bro like my my news team will gather news for you but you got to pick what stories you got to pick on what you're going to say you got to individually research those stories so you know what you're saying is going to be correct you got to you know film a video you got to edit a video you got to upload a video you got to do titles tags you have to do the whole thing and to find someone that could do that is like near impossible
2: <laughs> so i get also have yeah, sir. Oh, uh, uh, no, one more thing, answer. Like, you also got to have someone who has that passion. That's when the hardest thing,
1: right? You know, if I don't care about a story, like truly don't care about a story, you could tell when I'm talking about it. You know, I just yeah breeze right through it. Like, yeah, this is happening. I know some people care about you know, or I don't cover it at all because I don't give a shit, right? But mm-hmm. um, when I do have an interest or I do get excited about a story, right? Um, I, I wouldn't say that it's like a hundred percent authentic, right? Like I'm doing showmanship, right? I'm presenting the news. So it's not a hundred percent authentic, but if I'm excited about it a little bit, you know, I'm going to emphasize that and show that I'm really excited about it, you know, to an audience to get them excited. I mean, I see that on the YouTube comments all the time. People are like, <laughs> they're like, I don't even care about this news, but I just, like, I like how Keemstar tells the story type of shit. And, you know, yeah. th- that's kind of what you have to do.
0: Yeah, like, as I was going to say, I, bro, I've been watching Drama Alert. Like, I'm a huge fan. And uh, when you were looking for co-hosts, when people were substituting in, I'm going to be honest with you, it just it just didn't feel the same. I feel like you, you are Drama Alert. I know you said the opposite, that Drama Alert is its own thing. But I think you add a special component to it and how ha- having you not retired is it's a big deal. Like, I Well, I it. am,
1: I am going to find that person to, to it's replace tough, me.
0: Though, right? like, that,
1: that will happen. But like, you know, one of the guys that I had on recently, Willie Mack, I think Willie Mack does a great job. But he was and great. S- he was phenomenal. Yeah. And so I, I brought Willie Mack on as like, like my birthday is coming up next month. I got to leave for a week. Like I'm going somewhere doing something. It's my fucking 40th birthday. I'm out, right? Like someone's got to cover the news. That's the one thing that uh, another thing that people don't understand how stressful being the drama host is, is like, you're on call 24 seven, bro. Imagine <laughs> if, if I had plans to go out with my friends to go out to a bar or whatever, whatever the case is, right? Um, and let's say it started somewhere in the afternoon. Like let's say we we wanted to head out at like, I don't know, 4 p.m Eastern to, to, to have a great night dinner and all that and stuff. And Jake Paul gets in a car accident, right? And he's in an ICU. I'm not going to the fucking dinner party. I can't go yeah. to the dinner party, bro. Yeah, I got five million fucking people counting on me to go get the details to let me know if Jake Paul is going to survive this goddamn crash, bro. Like it's a different world, man.
0: Crazy man. Like, and you were talking about NFTs. I wanted to ask you a question. So I remember you asked Base Banks this on the Mom's Basement podcast, but it wasn't really answered. This is a question that I also wanted the answer to. It's uh so we talk about NFTs a lot. You talk about them. Phase Banks talks about the Logan Paul talks about them. But not everyone can afford an NFT. That's that expensive, right? So, what advice do you give people who maybe have a thousand dollars, two hundred dollars, four hundred dollars? Who are young? How should they get into the NFT space?
1: Well, if you have a thousand dollars, you can afford you know, projects like, you know, one that just comes to mind because I own a ton of them is, uh, Andy, uh, goat soup project, right. You can get in the floor there at around 600, $700, but a lot of people don't even have that. Right. So I would say like, if you're a guy sitting there with like maybe $200 to spend, um, I would just focus on making your accounts, getting your username locked down stuff like that. um, There are a lot of projects that, um, excuse me, I'm drinking a Diet Coke and I'm burping uncontrollably (laughs) over here. Um, There are a lot of projects that completely fell off, right? One of them was this project called um, Noodles, or uh, I'm probably saying it wrong.
0: Noodles, right? I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these guys, basically, the owners were scammers of some type right they were hiding their identity the project just crashes and fails right however the community had a vote and they put new people in charge and they got rid of the owners now the owners the original owners have no control of this fucking thing but the prices are still low the new people in charge just did a deal with bud light okay like budweiser And there was a noodle sunglasses in a fucking Super Bowl commercial last night, right? Wow. These things are still 200 bucks. Yo, if you got 200 bucks, you could still get one of these things. Bro, that project right now. Right now. This project is making a little bit of a comeback, you know? And dude, it could go to zero. It might be dead forever. You might lose. But it also could go to one ETH. Your $200 could turn into- To three grand. You don't know. Nobody can predict the future. But what I'm saying is it's not about how much money you really have. If you have really little money, you can still get in the NFT space. But better yet, imagine if you have no money, none. If you have access to the internet, you can still fucking make your accounts, get set up, wait until you do have some money. Maybe... Make a project yourself. Maybe you're an artist. Maybe you can make your own project and see if you can get people interested into it and, you know, make money that way. Then you could like, there's so much stuff you can do. But the main reason why I say, if you have absolute no money, make your accounts, get your accounts set up, get your MetaMask set up, get your uh, OpenSea set up, lock all that stuff down is because this is happening now. Video games in the future will be play to earn. You play the video game. They give you cryptocurrency, right? For whatever it is, most games have their own cryptocurrency, right? And Mm -hmm. with that cryptocurrency, you can go and buy skins in the game or whatever, which are NFTs. So you're basically getting NFTs for free, or you can take that cryptocurrency from in-game, Currency or whatever. And then you can go on an exchange site and exchange that for Ethereum, exchange it to US dollars, whatever. There is, if you have no money, you can still partake in this a thousand percent. You know what the problem is? We see so much hate against this NFT space, the metaverse, Web 3.0, all so much hate against this. And it's from people that have done absolutely zero research. Dude, if Mm -hmm. I want to know fucking anything, you know what I do? I go to youtube.com and search it. I go to Google and search it, and I don't listen to one person's stupid fucking opinion because it's probably stupid. I listen to 10 people's opinion, and then I take the consensus from all of them, and I'm like, okay, this is probably the right path to go. But people are lazy. They want and they want, they want want to find somebody they trust online, they want to hear what they say, and they just want to follow them, right? You can't do that. You can't do the sheep shit. You can't have someone tell you where to go and then you just go. No, you have to be the fucking wolf, and you have to go check out all these sheep <laughs> and make sure all these sheep are saying the same thing before you decide where to fucking put them. You know, like there's, there's, there's a lot of um, criticism when it comes to uh, knowledge to the individual person, because we are an exciting moment in history right now where knowledge is absolutely free back in the day, back in the day, Kings and, and, and the rich had access to the books. They were the only ones that could even fucking read. They were the only Mm -hmm. ones that had access to knowledge, right? And then, of course, as we got more advanced, we had schools, public schools. We even had colleges, right, where that would teach you stuff. But you had to pay to college, right? Most Americans were fucking stupid, like in the 50s and 60s. They didn't know shit, right? Because the only way you knew something is if you went to school, if you went to college, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you went and bought a bunch of books, you had to actually purchase a book to learn something, right? Um, Yeah. Those days are all gone. There is no dates stopping anyone from knowledge. It's all available 24-7, and you still have people that grew up in this atmosphere of having all the knowledge of the world, being like, not knowing how to do shit. It's so crazy.
2: I think, if I can jump in, I think, like I said, I have no knowledge of NFT, crypto, or, or you know, even web. When I heard web 3.0 was on your show, I was like, holy, what is this? I think when you're talking about people who have like, you know, a little less money or no money, if I was them, I would have a show on YouTube, TikTok, and just have like, yo, Mike, I know there was a the Fortnite kid, and all he did was talk about Fortnite. Imagine there was a kid who only talked about NFTs, who on talk about crypto and gave updates. Like, boom, that's a lane right there. And I would watch it because I have zero knowledge of it.
1: You know what I really want to do on Mom's Basement is I want to talk to banks and talk about like, maybe we should just get like experts in the NFT space on here. Cause I think, cause me and banks talk about it, but like, you know, banks is kind of an expert in the NFT space, but we don't know shit about fucking code. We don't know shit about new technology. I mean, we have ideas. There's things that we'd like to see. I mean, we, we both have very um good minds when it comes to coming up with ideas and business ideas and, and designing and shit. Right. But, As far as implementing that stuff, you know, that would be really challenging. Maybe, you know, it would be smart for us to have developers on, you know, people that can do smart contracts, et cetera, and kind of explain this stuff in layman's terms and why something is the way it is. Like, it's crazy, bro. Dude, I got so much free money from companies that want to compete with OpenSea. And for those that don't know, OpenSea is basically like a, a marketplace for NFTs, there's other marketplaces popping up and how they promoted their <laughs> their company is they gave free cryptocurrency to anybody that uses OpenSea. Like if you oh. had an account and you bought any NFT, they gave you free currency. It was wild, dude. I dude, one day I woke up, like I had 6 extra 6 grand for nothing. I immediately traded it cuz I didn't believe in the project, right? I didn't mm-hmm. believe in this new thing that they were doing. But I was able to just transfer that into Ethereum, and I got two Ethereum. I got, like, fucking six grand for free. Like, there's this is such a crazy time. And, you know, I I made a couple tweets saying that I kind of like the hate against the NFT space because I'm going to be so far advanced than the normal people. Like, I'm going to get such a good head start.
2: I remember when people shit on uh, Bitcoin. That's when I was in high school. And now, like I'm 30, I'm like, damn, I'm probably should sure looked into that years ago, decades ago.
1: I bought Bitcoin for seven dollars and fifty cents in the summer of 2012, and literally everybody laughed at me. They weren't laughing a couple years later. You still <laughs> yeah. own. It? What's that?
0: Do you still own the amount you bought?
1: I sold a big portion at around uh, 2,500. I made a lot wow. of money. Wow, yeah. this guy's a
0: self-made millionaire. <laughs> this guy, you're crazy, Keem. Sorry, Keem. Let's minute. talk about oh. Happy Punch promotion. I know you're you said you're busy with uh, businesses. Is Happy Punch one of them?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Me and Fuzi are are really working on making a boxing media brand. Um, we have been crushing it on Instagram. You know, our, our happy punch on Instagram oh, yeah. just crushes because like we're first to the story. We have great graphics. We tell the entire story in one little post. It's not like, you know, it doesn't take a lot of your time. Um, Me and Fousey and Happy Punch uh, signed a fighter, Dean the Great, amazing fighter. We're excited about getting him in the ring, getting him a fight. And then we're also working on a boxing event, uh, which is going to be absolutely huge. And it's happening this year.
0: Can you say when? Yeah. Like which month?
1: No. Not, not, not yet.
2: No, no, no. You guys reference this is a one. Shout out to Alex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Alex is our head guy over at happy punch that runs the Instagram and he crushes like he's, we got the right guy for the job. Big facts.
0: So Keem, uh, more about happy punch, right? I remember once you said that you want to make it kind of like a UFC type of thing where you have like monthly pay-per-views, um, Is that still, like, in the works? Maybe, like, two, four pay-per-views in a year? Like, sign many fighters, right? Uh,
1: I don't know when I said that, and I don't – I have a lot of NDAs and stuff like that, so I don't know if I can answer – I don't think I can legally answer that question without getting myself in trouble.
2: I I do know on on the tour space, you said, like, you guys want to do multiple events – Per year, and it was going to be more subscription than pay reviews. I do know you said that on the Twitter space, but that was like November, December of 2021.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that might be before I locked down some 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 contracts and stuff. I don't think I can say. <laughs> I, don't, gotcha. I don't think I could really say what I'm doing right now, but I will. I will soon.
2: Gotcha. Uh, w- w- one more thing, you know, before you hit out of here, man. What is something that you want to see the future of the internet, the future of YouTube, the future of influencers? Is it like, like again, I would, would love to see a show or something explaining crypto because I'm ignorant of it. I don't know anything about it. Is that something? It, it, do you want to see influencers do you become businessmen? You see with K-Sign, Logan, with Prime? Or what, what do you want to see in the next five years? Influencers step up and do.
1: Well, I've seen influencers take over the music world, take over boxing, do amazing, amazing things. But my biggest concern um, on the Internet right now is probably information. And, you know, we've seen it in the political sphere over the last, like, I, I would say six years um, that our news organizations on both sides of the political landscape just lie to us, right? We're yeah. constantly being lied to. You know, there, there's, there's interest of both sides. And so they just lie, like it's, it's so insane. Um, during the pandemic, we've been lied to so much by so many different people. It's just, it's, it's so weird to live in this world, right? What I'm starting to see Um, In the entertainment social media side of things is I'm seeing people popping up like covering entertainment news that just lie (laughs) like there's so (laughs) much fake news going on right now and fake storylines. And I think one of my biggest fears is fake news, not just in the political side of things, but in in entertainment and in every aspect. And I guess the problem is, is when platforms try to shut down fake news, sometimes they're shutting down correct news, right? And mm-hmm. this was the whole war against the conspiracy theories and everything else. You know, you see these platforms trying to shut down fake news. And then later we find out, well, that conspiracy theory was true. <laughs> so, you know, YouTube, Snapchat, whoever, right, uh, ended up banning someone for you know, a, a, take that they had, which was considered a dangerous conspiracy theory. And now it's true. And it's like, you know, I, this conversation is kind of going full circle because it comes down to just that conversations, right? The more conversations we have, the, the, the better chance we have to getting to the truth the more opinions that are out there the more people that are talking the more people that are allowed to talk the better chance we are to getting to the truth or getting enough information get enough details coming into our brains where we can make a a good informative decision on what's true and what's not true and so I, i know this doesn't answer your question but I'll try to answer it. And what I want to see in the future is I, I don't want to see that I am the only one with a microphone or these other influencers are the only ones with a microphone. I want viewers to have a microphone as well. And I want it to be more of a conversation. This is my biggest fear online is that we're kind of reverting back to you know, the days of TV where there were only two or three channels that were talking and nobody could talk back. Like the guy had to just watch the TV. He didn't have access to talk back. I'm seeing that in the comments section and I'm seeing that more and more where viewers are losing their ability to speak back. And so in the future, future with a metaverse, with virtual reality, web 3.0, I hope that is more of a conversation amongst everyone. Because if we can get to that, then we can get to a smarter, better, truthful world.
2: So instead of silencing people and de people, you want more people to speak up and force their opinions.
1: Let them talk. Let them talk. You know what the best um, way to shut down a bad opinion? A good opinion? A good opinion. That's right.
0: So, Keem, uh, I'm actually from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I've seen you tweet about the the truckers' protest, right, in support of them. And I just want to ask, what's your thoughts on Justin Trudeau?
1: (laughs) I don't like him. I think uh, all Canadians need to get rid of him. I think the restrictions and the lockdowns that you guys have been dealing with – has been way over the top way way over the top the fact that they would go after truckers who are essential workers i mean (laughs) during the pandemic when there's no vaccines these guys are still working they're still giving food to everyone they're still hauling goods back and forth why go after them they're in their cab of their truck they're not even in some like dangerous Like Ariel, why sit there and force those guys to have vaccinations? And by the way, I'm not anti-vax in any way. I'm vaccinated. I feel like every adult should be vaccinated. But you know what I also feel? I don't feel that any fucking government should be able to force any one of their citizens to get a medical procedure. That's insane. That's anti-freedom. So, yeah, I think that guy needs to go. Like his own party hates him. His opponents obviously hate him. He's lost support across the board. That guy needs to go. And now I just seen he's announcing that, like, you know, that he went and arrested these protesters, right? In America, wow. you can't do that. You can't go and just arrest like people that are protesting. That's like a God given right to protest, right? They can't silence you. Well, That's he went and just arrested all these guys. Now, apparently, you can do that in Canada. If. You know, I just want to say to the Canadian people, I see what's going on over there. I don't like it. And, you know, every once in a while, you'll come across these these weird individuals online that are like actually in support of the prime minister over there. And I find that so weird. It's like you got these people walking around like begging to be like slaves of a government. Right. Like this is not about getting, you know, vaccinated or not. That's not what this is about. Right. This is about the government telling you, you have to, those are two different things. If you want to sit here and say, people should get vaccinated. It's a smart thing to do. It keeps everyone safe. Fine. If you want to say the government should force people to get vaccinated, you what kind of, what the hell are you talking about, bro? What if you get some crazy guy in there as the prime minister that decides that Everybody in, in in the country should take a cyanide pill, right? <laughs> like, dude, you're the one that backed us up that the government can force a medical procedure. Like, you're the one that did that. You set this precedent. You're insane, people. You're absolutely insane. And you, I know you're the minority because everyone else disagrees with you, but bro, you're insane.
2: And I think how kind of, we just say, like, we need more people to voice their pain, lot, like, speak up and 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 have their own. Because there are people who hear it's like oh, no, King, you don't understand. They want to silence
1: you. Yeah. I got time for one more question. Okay,
0: so I got fan questions on Twitter. I'll ask you those. Just answer them real quick. So someone asked, thoughts on Deji versus Wasabi?
1: I think Wasabi is going to win.
0: Wasabi, okay. Well, okay, next question. <laughs> Sniper Wolf or Pokey? Neither. Okay, and then last question: What music does Keemstar listen to?
1: Primarily hip hop. Hip hop. Okay.
0: All right. That's it. Thank you, Keemstar, for coming on. I can't. I don't know who else can say that they had Keemstar on as their first episode. It's an honor, and it was nice talking to you, man. And thank you, Fight Lounge, for
1: co-hosting. Thank you, guys. See you. See you, man.
2: All right. Peace out, man. Peace out. That was great, man.